0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome back. This is the second part of what we started last week in part one of how do I learn to trust. So last time I was talking about the ego and how we have to learn to trust ourselves And to trust in whatever it is that supports us, whether it's a spiritual practice or whatever. And I finished last time by saying trust often seems impossible, but it's absolutely necessary. And I know in my my work with couples and individuals through video conferencing all over the world, everybody has trust as a big issue. And it wasn't long ago that I was working with a high-level team from an international company, and we were comfortably enjoying a beautiful Southern California day together. And it was in the vice president's outdoor room overlooking the garden in his home. And there was something going on within this team. I just felt it. I could see it. It was almost palpable. Um, But it was just not obvious, but so disruptive. And it kept the team from focusing on productivity and profitability, and it kept them engaged in endless conversations about who was right and who was wrong, who was responsible, who was shirking. And it went around and around. And we gathered together there. Why I was brought in was to unearth the issues and delve into the dynamics And as I led them with a PowerPoint to examine different ideas about functioning as a collaborative, high-performance team, and to lay some groundwork, everybody seemed to be in agreement with the concepts. And of course, there I am as a team builder, a mediator, I was looking for underlying issues, and these fellows, they were all men, seemed to be masters at masking them. We were together for eight hours when the issue finally surfaced very subtly. Everyone felt the shift. Flights were delayed. Plans changed. We committed to staying together until the job was done. And underlying all the years of working together and even being able to say they loved each other was the, the issue, the crux of the dysfunction. They did not trust each other. They tried very hard to rationalize and make that reality go away, but it could not be extinguished. Because they cared deeply about their company, their sales, their mission, these guys hung in and the chasm was bridged. And all the denial in the world could not cover the result of their lack of trust. Now, happily enough, they are now engaged in much more honest ways and are building a culture based on trust. For many of us who grew up under difficult circumstances, trust can be a very difficult issue, just like with that team. We experience life very much like that Charles Schultz cartoon character. You know, the Charlie Brown situation that you see so many times. Time after time, Charlie Brown goes to kick the football from the hands of Lucy and only to flop after the ball has been suddenly pulled away by Lucy regardless of our experience growth can only occur when we continue to trust even in spite of our experience among the things was need to trust are who we are where we are and where we're going so how do you learn to trust it's a really 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 big issue Trust is fundamentally with ourselves, within ourselves. As with many of the issues of life, most of us would rather look to circumstances and conditions than to look inside ourselves, and that doesn't work. We get some very poor messages when we're young about trust. I don't know if you've ever thought of this, but even the way to teach children to say they're sorry causes trust issues. Well-intentioned parents insist that children apologize for everything they do that someone thinks that they shouldn't have done. And of course, if their behavior hurts another person, yes, it requires talking about. Sometimes, though, you're just not sorry. But your mother raised you right, so you apologize from that habit. Now, is that an example of being trustworthy? Likely not. So we learn early on that we cannot trust even an apology in many cases. And it just continues to get worse from then on. Many of us have experienced abandonment, betrayal, denial, and that again puts trust in question. So learning to trust is a much bigger issue than it first appears. We have history and habit and hope to consider. Do you trust yourself to perceive the world accurately? Do you trust yourself to choose people in your life wisely? And do you trust yourself to know when it's best to walk away from people and situations? Many folks need help with trust issues because they can't objectify the various elements of their life as easily as a professional can help them do. So often when I'm working with people, I truly understand the dynamics of helping people move towards being able to trust themselves and others and the universe. There is much in life that can erode possibility and getting help to build it up once again is a very wise step. Trust is a deep way of being in the world. Learning to truly trust really takes commitment. The first step is to examine your beliefs. Where does trust fix into the mix? Is it important? Do you have a source that you trust, a higher power? That would be the basis for all that flows through you in a name of trust. Again, you can't trust in any measured amount. You either trust or you don't. And the next step is to decide if you're a person who trusts and is trustworthy. Now that sounds so simple, but you really have to think about it. I'm not suggesting that you decide if you've been a person who trusts. I'm suggesting that you decide if you are a person who trusts and is trustworthy. And if that is what you want to be, you become one from this moment forward. Prove it to yourself by keeping your commitments to yourself. If you wouldn't renege on a commitment to somebody else, why would you renege on a commitment you made to yourself? If you matter, you'll play on your own team. Then decide what trusting and trustworthy looks like, sounds like, and acts like in the world. And we're talking about you, not anybody else. Once you know clearly what you value and believe about trust, create alignment within yourself by being that way in the world. And when you determine that that's the life you want, take the steps to take yourself to the place where you can accept that you never know if trust is foolish or wise, but that you have to trust is wise, no matter how foolish it seems. And trust is not a commodity, but a way of being in the world. So trust yourself. You can't be in the present moment without trust. Listen to that little voice inside you, those feelings in your gut. And go from there. Talk soon and start trusting.